Hello, and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we've been in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Ellie Pell joins to share some of the lessons on life and ultra that she's picked up in her respective 25 and 2 years. That's 25 years living, 2 years ultras, not not the other way around. Ellie stormed onto the Rochester trail scene at the 2016 Menden Trail 50K. A few weeks before that, she ran her first ultra at Water Gap 50K in Delaware. And since then, she has stormed into our hearts. Well, she has. Um, Even though she makes her current home all the way over in Ithaca, we've been seeing more and more of Ellie around the Rochester area, including at the recent Many on the Jenny 40-miler back in June, which she won. So there's that. And if we aren't seeing her in person running around our trails, we're seeing her delightful posting of delicious foods on social media. So delicious. Um, So... Through our hearts or through our stomachs, Ellie's got us coming and going. I want to give big props to the Patreon crew for supporting this endeavor. Hope you all enjoyed that sneak peek video of Jamie Hobbs and the Massanutten 100 podcast. That uh, side-by-side interview video thing was pretty weird, right? Like, yeah, you got got that behind-the-scenes look at the podcast, you know, so um, thanks to Ron and the Beast Coast Project for helping out there. Um, those are the types of weird, fun, interesting things you can do when creative people have no rules. So thanks to the Patreon folks for helping make that happen. And if you want to become a Patreon member, you know, and be a patron of this particular art, uh, check out the homepage and click the Patreon banner. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. Thank you. Also, uh, be sure to check the show notes for a Beast Coast link. Jamie Hobbs' Massanutten video will be coming out soon, and it'll be pretty sweet. So with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. So, uh, Ellie Pell, where do we start? Um, let's start with Many on the Jenny. That happened last week, right? And you kind of were, were you always playing? When did you decide that you wanted to start running Many on the Jenny? Well, um, I think Eric, the race director, contacted me about it like a a month ago. It was super great. It was super early and I could have like had a great build up and stuff. And so I agreed to run it, but then I kind of had the worst winter of training. Just, it was awful. And so I actually took like all of May off besides, I think I ran once and it was at a race. Cause I was like, this looks fun. Um, and, uh, so I told him actually like in the beginning of May, like I am clearing my schedule. Like I don't, I'm not running anything. I just need to heal myself and just sort of relax. And, um, he was super great about it. And then like a month later I was feeling pretty good and I ran Kiyuga. And then I said, if I finished Kiyuga, I would tell Eric that I could do Jenny and hopefully he would still have me. And he did. So I was really lucky. He's a great guy. 
Yeah. Oh, God. He's going to hear this, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) So um, had you run ever in Letchworth before that? Yes, actually. So Eric and Sheila, they... I was a little nervous about getting lost because I'm not that... I'm not too experienced at running trails, so I'm always that fear of, like, getting lost and then falling into abyss of nothing. And um, so Sheila and Eric were really great, and they I kind of asked if anyone was running in Letchworth two weeks before, yeah, the race. And um, Eric told me that Sheila was running out there, and I was welcome to join, so... They, I actually went up the night before and they made me dinner and we like just talked and I really got to know them the day before and then the next day Sheila showed me the first 20 miles of the course and so um, that I had run, I ran the first 20 miles-ish and then the next 20 were on the Finger Lakes Trail so Eric was like, I'm pretty confident you'll be okay on this section. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well marked. Yeah, it was beautiful though. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know. It's roots and rocks, uh, ups and downs, but it's very pretty. A lot of ups and downs, like those gullies. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, and you can get trapped in the bottom of those gullies because you got the water and it's nice and cool and you stand in it. Yeah, I find that like in the beginning of the race, I'm like not trying to get too soaked in the beginning, which it happens anyway, but still I have it in my mind, like try and avoid most of the high mud and water. But after mile 20, like when I saw water, I like jumped in it. I was like, oh, this feels so nice. Right. And so... um, you had a good run at Many on the Jenny. Was it eight, just under eight hours? Um, just over seven. So I think just, it was like 7.07 or something yeah, like that. That's, so. that's pretty crazy pants. It was, it was fun. And you had never run in Letchworth besides the, the preview run with Eric and Sheila, right? Yeah. So wow. I think sometimes it's, I, benefit it, I'm, I benefit it from it in some ways and in other ways I feel like it's a hindrance. Like I have a lot of naivete mm-hmm. about things. So like... For example, I signed up for a race in like a little, in like a month, and it's kind of something I've never, ever done, but I feel like I'm not scared about it because like I've never done it, so I'm like, I'm just not going to look it up, and then I won't get scared, I won't get nervous. What race is that? Escarpment. Oh. So a lot of scrambling and yeah. Cat skills. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll be a lot of learning Mm -hmm. out there. But uh, I really am like not going to like, I don't want to read race reports. I don't want to look it up because I might get nervous then. And like, I feel like if I think that I'm unprepared, that's when the nerves set in. But if I'm more like, well, it might, you might, it might suck, but you also might do good. So whatever, like my last <laughs> four races, I haven't gotten nervous at all. And I've, I've felt pretty good about them. So, yeah. And so you, you won many on the Jenny just over seven hours. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, well, hey. Thanks. And so let's let's touch on the part that started the story, which you said, I don't have a lot of trail experience. So my the first time that I met you was at Menden 50K. Yes. Last year. I still have that sticker. <laughs> I was following behind your car today, and I couldn't help but notice. <laughs> I okay. mean, there's a lot of stickers on that car. Yeah, I, there are a lot of stickers, and I have that yours. I have many on the Jenny, and I have one more that I need to put on there, but I just forget about it. Like, <laughs> my car, her name is Phyllis, and I love her to death, but sometimes I don't take the best care of her. Um, and so she needs a couple more decals, but I just haven't done it yet. All right, like, well. So um, I have them. They're, like, in a spot. I just am, like, I haven't done it yet. I, I have some right here. There, there's a good okay. opportunity for you. Know. Okay, you got any tattoos? I can put some <laughs> tattoos on. That would be sweet. I have uh, transfer stickers. I'm I'm working on tattoos. It's expensive, really, to get temporary tattoos printed. Oh, like you would, you, yeah. I mean, because like they give those away. 
It's well, it's well, big places give it away, right? Uh, yeah. Like big races. So, but I'm working on it. I'm working. Yeah, on it. I wanted like a Beast Coast one for a while. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. It would. Just because I especially like, on your on your giant bicep. Yeah, on my huge bicep, you know, because I can totally, you know. Flex yeah. with the best of them. So, yeah, that was your, if I remember, that's your second trail race, Men in 50K, My right? second ultra. I've your done a couple, ultra. like, trail races, but I wouldn't say, it's just so sporadic. Like, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, like, I would do, I did one, and then, but yeah, it was my second ultra, basically second trail race, I mean, if we're being real, mm-hmm. yeah. And your first was Water Gap? Yes. Yeah, and you uh, you basically slapped Water Gap around a little bit, huh? Yeah, I'd like to slap it around more if I get the chance because I really think I could break four, and Weldon thinks I can break four pretty easy because I got off course. Yeah. So there's some hunting markers across the road, and they were the same color as our markers, and so I was like, oh, perfect. And but uh, but I kind of like after like a mile down the road, I was like, I don't see any more markers, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna turn around and. Yeah, so I think I could, if I do it again, which I would love to, it was beautiful and it was perfectly flat, like mm-hmm. it was great, um, for at least great, like now I would probably be like, all right, I see how people mm-hmm. think this is a little boring, but like for my first race, like just, it was perfect for someone yeah. coming from the road. Especially for, I was going to say somebody like you that can just stretch it out and run. Yeah. Right. So, um, how'd you, how did you, so you, you won that one as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so your first ultra you won, your second ultra you won. Was many on the Jenny your third or your fourth ultra? Because you went and did North Face, right? So many on the Jenny was my fourth one that I finished. Mm-hmm. I've attempted five. I finished four. One ultra that I did called the Naked Prussian mm-hmm. was in April. No. It was a week after the Syracuse half, and I kind of that was stupid and I knew it was stupid to do that because I wasn't really I hadn't run that far but it was kind of like in I don't know I kind of wanted to like experience a lot of things during that race like running ultras is like really emotional for me I Mm -hmm. get in my head a lot Mm -hmm. and I knew that I kind of just needed to like break myself down a lot and experience some things so I got to mile 40 of that race and then I was done so I sort of stopped but on ultra sign up it says that um, the race director just switched me and said that I just ran a really long marathon. So it's so like, it says that rather than DNFing the, um, naked Prussian that I just ran the marathon option, but I did not like 10 hours. Oh, he, he gave you your 40 mile time. <laughs> yeah. It's really great. So, uh, it's kind of funny. It's really humbling actually. Yeah. So like, uh, a, a couple people have been like, well, if you DNF, like your ultra signup rating would still be at like 99 or hundred. And I was yeah. like, yes. However, it's really humbling. Cause like. You think that you know what you're doing, and then I'm always going to remember that I had this race where I thought that if I just gutted it out, I could finish 50 miles, and I was very humbled. So yeah. I kind of like that it's there because it just sort of yeah. like reminds me, you know. Yeah, I always, I you know, and I, I ask people about this where they, you know, the DNF to keep your ultra sign-up score up there and like because it doesn't count against you, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's weird, but I, I get it, I guess, you know. I, my score has just been dropping the last eight months. So I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the stealth guy when I actually show up to a race fit. They're going to be like, that dude's got like a 57. He's, he's nobody. And then bam, completely Yeah, surprising. there you go. Like a, like a black horse. Yeah. Why other. keep your score up at 99? Then everybody's shooting for you all the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. It's always like, I'm always really, uh, like they don't, like all of my times, like expected finish times are always a lot lower. And I'm like, you know, it's because of that one race, but it really does humble me. It's like, keeps yeah. me like 
you know, you, I feel like you can, if you have a little bit of success, you can sort of then think like, I have this something to uphold or right. like people are expecting things. And that actually played into a lot of my winter season and why it was just not very good. Um, but having that race and just reminding myself that like, I do this cause I like it. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a good race, it's, you know, that's great. But there are races like this one that I just was mm -hmm. not ready for the day. And so I had to stop at mile 40. So if you, if you, when you think back of that and you, what is the one lesson that you learned that kind of stands out in your mind? What's the one thing when you think about that race? Probably that, like, if you aren't 100%, well, I wouldn't say 100%. If you're not, like, excited at least about the race, like, you might be nervous, but if you're, like, not a little bit excited and, like, want to do it, you shouldn't do it. Right. And actually, so I ta I've talked a little bit with David Roach. He's a really, he's a coach, and um, he doesn't coach me, but uh, he is just, like, I just, he has a lot of good principles that I... Yeah, he coaches Cat Bradley. True. And, right? yeah, and, and a lot uh, of people that I And she I, just showed really up respect. and uh, she just showed up everybody what David oh, Roach's Lord, coaching yeah. can do at Western. Um, and so I've talked to him in emails and stuff. And uh, he was like, after that race, he was just like, if you're not sure, don't do it. Like, he's a really big believer in like, don't train through injury. When in doubt, take another day off. And it's really hard for people, especially when you get to be running higher mileage to like wrap your head around that but that's a huge thing that I've learned through this past winter is just like if you take a day off it's not gonna like it's gonna make it's not gonna derail you like it's not a huge deal and like you really need to like remember why you're doing it yeah. like I'm not doing it to like win I'm doing it because I really love being out there right. like especially today today was like the second rep was really painful but I was like I just love this like this yeah. is awesome right so th there's so much wrapped up in there there's Jeez. Okay. Where do we start? We'll start with what you just said. Like today we did Bristol Hill repeats, right? We did outer loop. So it's about 1.7 miles up gravel all the way up the mountain and then down. And you were cruising. You were smiling the whole time. You're waving. I think on your first downhill, you said to me, you said, I'm an eagle. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I need to practice running downhill. I'm, I, I'm not I think too you, strong. I think you were doing fairly well there. Yeah. It, it's a confidence thing. I just, as I do it more, I'll be like, mm -hmm. okay, I can do this. Um, but yeah, that was the first one um was like the warm-up and like the thing is this was like usually my warm-up is like something flat like where i can actually warm up but no you just start going straight up so i was like wow this is really humbling when i got to the top i was like dang that was really hard and then i go down and my next one it's supposed to be like a little bit fat like a little faster and i mean i don't know if it was faster but the effort was certainly harder and that was really hard <laughs> and uh, the whole time up i was like now everybody needs to know about the beast coast because we are legit <laughs> like all those people like I mean, these people and these women that I was running with that do this, and like you guys that do this like on the regular, I'm like, geez, this is really humbling. And I got to the top and it was, it was hard. And then, um, just like, but, but when I got to the top, like I was like, I get into the pain cave and it's like, I'm like, oh, this really sucks. But like, ultimately I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I love doing this. Like mm -hmm. there isn't really anything else I'd want to be doing right now. All right. And what else would you get up at five 30 in the morning on a Sunday for? Seriously. You know? I mean that, but it's true. I mean, it, like these are the things that like really make me feel like I'm alive mm -hmm. and just like, it's what I enjoy. So I might as well do it. Yep. And so another thing that you were saying in there was rest days. And I noticed on Instagram, you started uh, rest day brags. I did not start I that. Did, you didn't start it, but you started posting rest day brags. Yeah. 
So when I had to take that month off, um, I also started working with Inside Tracker, and which is a blood. Like, yeah, I wanna, animal. definitely yeah. want to ask so you about that. So I started doing that, and then also it's like I also talked to a lot of um, other ultra women. Like I love that the community is really. Um, just inviting. Like, I communicate, like, regularly with, like, Devin Yanko, and I've talked to Claire Gallagher before, and they are great. Like, just people mm-hmm. that I can be like, okay, this is what's going on. Like, what... And they've either gone through it, or they'll be like, I don't know your body, but, like, this is what I've done, and so take it or leave it. Like, it's really, like, it's not a competitive thing. It's not a, like, you should do this, or I'm not your friend anymore. Like, you know, it's more just like, here's what I've done, and, you know, if you need anything, I'm here. And it's so great. So... Um, so what started that? So you were mentioning going through something in inside tracker. Yeah. So my winter was just really, uh, I moved. And so I was in a different area and I didn't know where to go. It started to get snowy and cold. And so I ran a lot on the treadmill and then my job also was just kind of stressful. It's just a new job and it's more than I've done. And, um, so I ended up getting overtrained, long story short, and just tired, and I was just frustrated. I had all those, like, little niggles that you have. They were just not going away. They were getting worse. I felt like it just – I was at the point – I don't know if you've ever been there where I just felt like today could be the day where I break. Today could be the day where I break. And I don't like being there. Like, I, I like feeling more strong. Like, I don't want to wake up and be like, okay, I have a six-mile run to go to, but I might, like, a stress fracture today. It was one of those things. It was really scary. And so finally, after, like – the end of April, I had a race that I'd paid to do, so I wasn't going to not do it. So um, I ran like a half marathon with one of my friends, and then I was like, all right, I just am done. Um, and I thought, and I know myself, so I know that I was probably going to be like, you've trained so hard, like, why are you giving this up? Like, you should keep going. But I was like, that's not going to be healthy for me. So I got involved with Inside Tracker and then also with the community, which in the guy his name's Jonathan he reached out to me from inside tracker and he also started the hashtag rest day brags <laughs> so um and we've all like caught on to it like Devin uses it like everybody uses it right. and, and because it's like and it, uh, David Roach is a big person who uses that too and so um it was just like reaffirming to be like other people are doing this too and so it's like a community like you know if we all help each other build each other up like in training also like with resting you need to like train hard but then rest hard right and so um it just really helped me get through like the month of just not doing anything when i've been doing things for so long so did you have to do was that a recommendation from the people at inside tracker uh, so you went and got a blood test and they basically checked your all your different levels and everything yeah um no so i actually had decided to do that before i got the results back but the results confirm what i already knew so i'm con- i'm glad like i know that i was reading my body signs correctly because mm-hmm. i had already decided to do that but then that confirmed it and then inside tracker what they do is they give you all your levels and then if you're deficient in something um or even if you're not like they just give you certain like food recommendations or um resting and um mindfulness practices and stuff like to do like to help improve your levels so getting that and then just implementing some of the things that they said and then just really like i didn't do anything magical i just didn't i just like i can't do this anymore i'm not putting my body through this like i so i just stopped and i was like you know i love this so i know it'll come back and even if i'm not as fast as i was or whatever it's fine because I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. And talking to Devin Yanko and Amelia Boone too, who had just gone through it 
and um, was really, really helpful. Yeah. And so now you're sort of coming out of that and you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I did do one race in, I think it was the end of April. It was a Figure Lakes Trail Runner circuit. Like, um, it was like the Tombi. I did like one loop mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really race race. It was just a race that I participated in. Um, and then my next race was, was it Cayuga? Yeah, Tambi is pretty close to Cayuga. It's Mother's Day weekend, right? Yeah. So that's like May 13th. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, my next race was Cayuga. And um, that went well. And then I did, two weeks later, I did the gorgeous Ithaca half and then Jenny. So yeah. it's been going pretty well. I'm happy that I, like, took that month off and mm-hmm. um, really actually, like, embraced the rest rather than, like, I feel like if I wasn't stressed about it either. Like yeah. some people like sit on their rest day, even if they take it, if they're like worried about this rest day, it's not going to be very restful. Right. Where I was just like, well, I'm just that's, doing it. That's it's probably like, why they tie in the mindfulness stuff. Yeah. Right? Like you <laughs> got to commit. <laughs> sit around and meditate. Don't, don't think about it. Yeah. Don't think about what you're not doing. Think about what you are doing. Yeah. 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 And so that's a big rest day brags thing. It's like, you got to commit to the rest and just yeah. go for it. And I really like that. It's been very yeah. helpful. So, um, now let's go, uh, you know, let's go to the way back machine. Like, okay. okay. Cause so we started at your first ultra, uh-huh. but, uh, you've been running. You didn't just show up at your first ultra, your first day of running. Right. So, no. and I think we were talking earlier, you mentioned that you played volleyball and basketball. Yeah. So in high school I played volleyball and basketball and I did do track, but I wasn't very good. Um, I actually joke, and I think I can run a marathon at the pace that I ran my 800. So that's, uh, it was, like, I just So you did can it. run a marathon really fast. Or, or I was really bad in high school. Um, we did, I just didn't, I didn't commit to anything. It was just sort of fun. It was co-ed, so it's like, yeah, I don't really like softball, so I'm just going to do this. Screw around a little bit. And so then I went to college for volleyball. I was recruited, and I played for a year, but... I played both volleyball and basketball since I was like six, and at the, I just was like at that point I had gone through a couple coaches, and I just I got burnt out, so um, I just stopped playing after my first year. And I ran like a little bit on and off, but I really started running like a couple years ago. And I remember the catalyst of when I actually was like I might actually start training and stuff is I won the Skunk Cabbage Half Marathon a couple years ago. Oh. And so I did train like a little bit for that, but I don't really ever remember like following a plan or like a structure. It was more just like, I, I actually, I listened to a lot of podcasts and if they like recommended like, this is a good workout, like Endurance Planet, like sometimes the hosts will be like, oh, good workout for this. I'll be like, oh, I'll try that tomorrow. Like oh. it wasn't really like that. And then after that, I was like, oh, maybe I could like do, actually, maybe I could run a marathon. Like it was like crazy. And so yeah, that's kind of it. It's well, only been a couple of years. What was your first marathon? The Buffalo Marathon. So okay. that's still my only marathon. Well, Cuga, but like only my road only road marathon. marathon. Yeah. yeah. I just haven't. I feel like once you go to the trail, you're like, why would I do that? <laughs> why would road? I go back to the roads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I will probably eventually. I mean, I'm only 25. So. And you're fast. So that's good. Fast people like road marathons because they don't bake out in the sun forever. That's true. I have more <laughs> respect for people that are out there for like eight hours or like 12 hours I'm like I don't know how I would last out there because they're working just as hard as I am like I feel like people like we're all in pain so it's just got to be a pain cave for like 12 hours rather than my like three yeah um and so then you you started getting in the marathons and then you ended up um 
aligned somehow with Red Newt Racing and Ian, and that's how you ran Water Gap, right? Yeah, so uh, after the Skunk Cabbage Half that I won, I kind of got a little bit involved with Ian, and I was on the MPF Red Newt Racing team for like, I'd say maybe a year, but then I felt like I wasn't, like, they are like mountain ultra trail runners. Like, these guys are the big deal. And I just felt like I was still running all on the roads, and I wasn't running marathons. Like, I was running still halves. So I told Elizabeth and Ian, like, maybe I'm not the best fit for your team. I think that I just feel like somebody else who's actually doing what you guys are doing might be a little better. And they were great about it. They were like, if that's, like, we keep you, but that's fine. Um, and so I wasn't affiliated with that until after Buffalo, my marathon, then, um, there's a bunch of really like fast ladies in Ithaca. And so we sort of, um, I was asked to be on the Red Newt Racing cross country team. And it's really funny because once I joined that team, I thought I was going to be doing like more fast stuff like them. But since I joined that team, I don't think I've like, I've done like a half or two but like most of it has been ultras so i'm like <laughs> oh well tales have turned yeah but now you're wearing a red newt shirt at ultras so. that's true and people ask me where they can buy it and i was just like oh it's one of a kind how can't much get, you want for this one can't get it <laughs> and then you go back to the store and get another one yeah yeah it's a good racket yeah <laughs> so you have um You've got you've gotten to this point where you you're like you said you're only 25, but suddenly you got you got four ultras under your belt. You got three wins, um, but you didn't win North Face 50, right? Obviously, uh, that's a huge race. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had an experience out there, right? Yeah, at North Face, I was 15th. No, um, this is San Francisco. Yeah, so we're clear. So I was 15th in that race. Laura was actually so Laura, Laura Klein. Klein. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was 11th. She did awesome. Um, basically I, I got, I was out there, Ian and Red New basically sent me out there. So it was like the greatest opportunity ever. And, um, so that was like, still blows my mind that I did that. Like I, I've never been on a plane. Like it was just crazy. That was your first plane ride. I, I think it was. I don't remember if I went, if we went anywhere when I was in college, maybe, maybe it was my second, but anyway, like I'm not, like, like I don't first. have frequent flyer miles racking up. <laughs> And so, um, we got out there and basically like I trained like a little bit for it, but I really just used like water gap and Menden as like my big training runs. I think I did one more marathon long distance run before that, but like, I guess it was supposed to be just like a learning experience kind of, I mean, it was 50 miles. I had never conceivably thought that I could cover that distance. I don't like, and like 15th is no joke. Okay. I mean, and I, and from mile 30 to 40, I was hurting. Like it was really eye opening because it was like, even if you're hurting, if you're still moving forward, like you're still doing well. Yeah. And so even at Jenny, like I was hurting between miles 30 and 30, 35. And I was just like waiting for Katie to come behind. Like I knew I was like, she's right behind me. I know it. Like she's just waiting and she's, I'm just like, just pass me because this is pain. <laughs> and I'm just like waiting for her. And so, but it really was just like, just keep moving forward and like walk the hills and it's gonna be okay and you're gonna finish and it blew my mind like when I crossed the finish line I burst into tears like I was yelling delirious things because like I was looking for Laura Klein 
but my sister's name is Laurel. So I was simultaneously looking for Laura Klein and yelling at my phone that had no service. I just want to talk to Laurel. And like, <laughs> and so it was like crazy, but it was awesome. Yeah. Like seeing all the elite runners and how nice they are. And just like, it was nuts. I was just like, I, I just want to like see everything. And it was, it was really cool. So what did you think it was going to be before you went out there? Uh, the race or the yeah, like California? What, yeah, like you're you're a week before going out there. What's going through your mind? What did you think the experience excited. was going to be? Like that's why I like ultras. It's like I feel like besides Prussian, where I knew I shouldn't be out there, but I was still making myself do it anyway. Like everyone, I get really excited. Like I don't get nervous very much. Like yeah. I just am excited because I'm like you know this is like going to be either like between a four hour and a ten hour day, and anything can happen. So like don't freak out because like you got 30 to 50 <laughs> miles to like pick it to like understand what's going on with your body today see what's going on and then gauge it from there right. so i just don't really get nervous because i'm like i got time and that's what's really nice because like in half marathons it's like you got to go yeah. like gorgeous ithaca half that hurt more than jenny because mm-hmm. i was like running at paces that i hadn't ran in like a year and i was like Ooh, this is kind of, this is really going to hurt. And then it got real hot. And so that's how I feel about five Ks. Everybody's like, I don't know how you can do ultras. I'm like, ultras, I get to eat. I get yeah, to it's like <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah. Five K. Oof. You know, like, yeah, sure. It only lasts about 20 minutes. Well for you, I mean, it might mean it lasts 22 minutes, but for you it's less than 20 minutes, but those are painful, Very painful. painful. Minutes. Um, I have done one. I've never trained for a five K. I've done like two, one was a color run. Um, and Yeah, I know. And the, the other one was called the Easiest Pie 5K. And it was a week after Water Gap. And I, I wasn't fast, but I was, like, still coming off a of Water Gap. But, like, I, I don't know. I, like, tried as hard as I could. And it was painful. And I ended up, like, because I was cold. And so I ended up, like, pulling a muscle in my hamstring. And I was like, this, well, I don't do this crap. Like, <laughs> just terrible. But I mean, it was fun. I won, but it was like a really, really small, like I've never done like an organized like 5k where I'm like, where I actually warm up beforehand or like train for it. You do high knees. You yeah. Do some it just lunges. sounds like a lot of pain, which ultras are pain too, but it's like a different pain. It's a, it's a mental, it's yeah. a long and it's a slow burn pain. True. Yeah. yeah very but, true. So the, uh, the, after you did North Face, right, where you, Okay, so here's the thing. You got you got um, strong hearts, right? And your thing, you guys, your thing in strong hearts is to the front, right? Yeah. So when you got the North Face, were you like to the front? Uh, no. When I was at North Face, no. I was just like, Because wow. it's easy in these little rinky-dink, easy-as-pie 5Ks yeah. to be like to the front. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, North Face was more like just like, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't nervous. I just like, cause I talked to Ian a lot. Like Ian is, he's the greatest guy I've ever yeah, met. And he's the king of not nervous. Yeah. He's, so he's he absolutely... relaxes me to no other. Like <sighs> I could just remember what he was saying in my head. Just like when you go to an aid station, just make sure anything that looks good, just eat it. Like if the women around you are hiking, walking, you'll walk too. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Like yeah. I'll just do it. And so no, when I got to North Face, I was just like, I can't believe I'm in California. We just went across the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm about to run with all these people that I follow on social media. I was going to say, are you standing? You're like, oh, I'm I'm at a race right next to right now. Wow. Yes. So who is your biggest? Who is your biggest like fangirl moment? Oh Lord, at the North Face or just in general? At North Face. 
Um, I met Stephanie Howe after North Face, and we have a picture. Oh, but I also met Sage and Sandy, and I watched their YouTube channel, and, like, they actually have helped me a lot, like, just, like, understanding what's going on when you're training for ultras, because, like, it's really different than people think. Um, and so, yeah, that was pretty big. But then I'm just, like, I feel like, because I met Laura... And I didn't really know who she was besides this other vegan runner. So, like, I feel like I feel bad that, like, because I should be fangirling her. She's, like, incredible. I'm totally fangirling. Yeah, I met her, like, in a different way. So, it's, like, it's weird. It's, like, when you meet Clark Kent and then out of the years comes Superman. That's Laura. <laughs> and I just, like, so I'm, like, someday it'll hit me that, like, Laura is just, like, incredibly this incredible elite that i've known out of context and i will just start freaking out but it hasn't happened yet but it will and so because i met her like in a different context well you met her as a person yeah you know you didn't meet her as an elite runner you met her as a person yeah well i met her as a runner but i didn't know about her really like yet i just knew that she was this vegan that was trying to get me on the strong hearts team and i was like okay (laughs) you know like but um yeah so i mean like I should say Laura because it probably is Laura, but like it was cool meeting Stephanie Howe too. Yeah. Just because they're all over there. Like you never meet them because they never come to the Beast Coast. They're too afraid. Too afraid. And so. Rocks and roots and yeah, slippery stones and so aren't their thing. you don't meet them. So finally meeting some of those people was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think Mintz had a similar fangirl moment with Stephanie Howe as well. At, yeah. At Western I mean, States. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, he actually ran with her for a little bit. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it was really interesting to uh, see that picture of him running with. Uh, Magda and Casey, uh, Casey Licktag up the up the hill out of the canyons. You know, yeah, yeah, there's there's cool. uh, Magna and then Casey and then Mintz. It's like, huh? It's just like that. They're it's just like, was he sprinting at that point? Well, like... They were they were going uphill, so I'm yeah. thinking they were going the wrong way because I've heard that that's a net downhill that's course. True. You know, that's so. true. that means nothing. <laughs> People say that, and then you're, I'm like, okay, I'm still going uphill. Yeah. <laughs> twisted twisted branches and net downhill yeah. too. So doesn't mean too much in ultra so um what's your summer look like oh it's gonna be fun i'm excited so i started training yesterday for uh this new segment so i've got a bunch of races but well not a bunch a bunch for me but there a lot of the races that i have this summer are going to be more structured Mm -hmm. as like long training runs Mm -hmm. um so my next one is actually spf so oh, you're going to come to town for SPF? Yeah, that'll be pretty fun. Very neat. Yeah, then I set escarpment. It'll be at the end of July. Um, yeah, and then I think after that is Green Lakes, and then um, Wineglass, Catskills. Well, see, Wineglass, you're going back to the roads. Yeah, but see, that's that's a training run, because my like A race is going to be JFK. Mm-hmm. And so, there's so you need a, a road there's, marathon. There's a marathon in there, and uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be... Like it'll be wine glass will be a good training run for that. So. so this guy Mike Weldon did a podcast like hours after being done with the JFK fifty miler. You should really listen to that podcast. You can learn everything not to do. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. He said he fell like ten times in the first. If you months. do, if you do the opposite of that guy, you know, you're a lot of times if you do the opposite of welding, you'll probably be pretty good. Like somehow he makes it work, but everybody he, else he like, absolutely makes it work. It's like, don't run when you're dehydrated. I don't know. Oh, and and um. Yeah, you, you know, ended up being a, a a great run, but you know, the lesson taken from there is, you know, just uh, it can all go horribly wrong and still end up great. You know, that's 
a big lesson in ultras is like because you're you really do hit highs and lows mm -hmm. and like there will be lows and you're like oh my race is over and then you hit a high and you're like oh it's not so bad anymore <laughs> or like people always tell me especially when i'm suffering pretty bad that i look really good and i'm like i feel terrible yeah but thank you well, i don't know you looked great on all four of those bristol repeats oh, today Lord. You did. You were smiling. You were waving. Downhill. <laughs> well, I didn't get to see you uphill. <laughs> kind of a thing. You didn't lap me, which I felt good about. I thought I was really certain I was going to get lapped. I thought on telling you, like, way to the top and I'll run down with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've ran, I ran the first one down and then the second one. I'm like, you know, this isn't this for me, like coming out of many on the Jenny, this is just like do some hill work day. Mm -hmm. This isn't like race Ellie day or race Danielle day or race anybody. You know, I was just like, I'm going to have to stay within myself today. Mm -hmm. But, um, that's, it's, what's fun is going to these group runs like this mm -hmm. and seeing that and going like, yeah, that's exactly it. Right. Like mm -hmm. that's it to be, to be that happy on your third Bristol mountain repeat and be like, this is awesome. Maybe yeah. I'm just like have a. I maybe I just like pain. I don't know. I mean, I, think I get in, I'm in pain when I'm smiling. I'm still in pain. You have you have to like pain a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's kind of this like sick satisfaction. It's mm -hmm. like oh well, I'm still alive because I can feel this pain. Just peeking. Oh, peeking at things. So battery. Yep, I'm just. I try to watch once in a while. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, so. If, if you have found you, you've like compressed a whole lot of ultra experience into what, what is really two years. Um, but we glossed over Menden 50 K so much. And, you know, I, I, I want to understand <laughs> cause I love that loop. It's like one of my favorite loops. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows that I love that loop. Mm -hmm. Um, and you kind of showed up now that's, that's not super technical trail, but it's, it's um it's an ultra, all right. It's fifty k. It's not water gap, which is fast and flat type of stuff. So when you came into that men in fifty k, like it's Rochester, did you show up as um, prepared and ready and excited? And that was like your you know ta da! I'm gonna show Rochester what's up. I showed up to that race because it was forty dollars, and that's a steal. <laughs> um, and it was yeah, basically it was forty dollars. After Water Gap, I was like, all right, I think my season's done. And then I knew I saw this one; it was in a month, and I was like, it's only forty bucks. Like, what? You don't get that. <laughs> like, um, and so I showed up, and I was like, it's that's how that's how I like approach most ultras. Is like, it's just gonna see how it's gonna go. Like, like you said, Kendra, she just doesn't really race. She just like feels the day, mm -hmm. and I still don't know. Like, I still haven't raced. Like, I don't feel like I race ultras. I feel like I'm still trying to like survive the course and just like see how my body's gonna do on that day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I showed up to Menden, and it was actually good because there it was like a pretty nice day like i mean mm -hmm. it wasn't sunny but it wasn't frigid or snow covered or raining you know um so there that have was nice. there have been days at Menden where there's a sideways rain yeah <laughs> that's what i've heard so i lucked out at that and then um it is a loop so like the one good thing i like about loops is that each loop i got faster because i knew where i was going and i knew the hard parts and i mm -hmm. knew when to push mm -hmm. so that's kind of just how it went and so, yeah, it ended up being pretty nice. So every time you came, you're like, oh, I know this downhill. I'll yeah. just, you know. I, was like, There's, I remember where this is, where that rock is, where I slipped last time. Like, right. so just avoid that stuff. And so, yeah, each time, like, it, I got faster because I knew what was going on. Man. So if you run, like, something like Mind the Ducks, 
right? It's a loop. It's a flat loop. It's, you know, one mile. So you're going to get faster each loop there. How long is it? It's a 12-hour race. Oh, my God. So it's a one-mile loop in Webster Park. And you just, you start and run as many loops as you can. There's a, isn't a... I think next weekend, if I have it off from work, like Valone's doing some. Yeah, Michael like, Valone is putting together. He did one in the winter or in the fall, I guess. And now he's doing an eight hours, yeah, basically so a said trail. Yeah, I come up and like run for a little bit. I'm not going to do the full eight because like, I mean, I just, I can't, like over racing is a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you race semi hard, like, which is, I don't say like I'm racing like to win every race. Like I never will ever think that, but like I use races strategically, so mm. I don't want to overdo it. So right. I, I told him I'd come up. I mean, it's, it'll be fun regardless of whatever. But. Well, and the thing is you'll be racing yourself. Like yeah. that's the, that's the whole thing on a, on a timed, you know, one mile, like fat ass kind of run. Yeah. You run as fast as you want and as long as you want. And yeah, so you know. I'll probably come up for that. Um, but yeah, the, I don't, I mean like loops it's, I do, but I like point to point too. Like mm-hmm. that's fun too. So, um, but definitely for Menden, it was definitely like cause of just the loop that mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. And so I was like, okay, I can go a little faster, go a little faster, right. go a little faster. So today's training run up and down Bristol would have been perfect training for white face sky races. Right? Yeah. I consider doing that. Again, <laughs> the look on your face. Again, I, well, a lot of things is when I think about racing, I have to think about travel time and work mm-hmm. and other things. So, yeah, Whiteface, it, it, I mean, every year I've thought about doing it. And every, like the past two years, Ian's talked me out of it, <laughs> rightly <No>. so. <laughs> and then this year I just didn't, like, I'm doing SPF and then I escarpment and so I'm just, yeah. you know, I, I like I said I'm young. I have time to race. Mm-hmm. So. All the all the races ahead of you. Yes, right. And it's not like a 5K where you could just do one every mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. So if we, um, is there anything we haven't covered yet that you want to talk about? There's still a lot. I'm sure there's a ton more to talk about, but you know, what else you want to chat about? I don't. I don't really know. I mean. I think that uh, another thing about the North Face that was really important, and I was actually talking to Weldon about this on the way home from our little joyride around Rochester, that, uh, like, one thing the North Face did, I think it, like, helped my parents see that, like, running was, like, a bigger deal. And, like, this is what I do. And that was really helpful because now my dad, like, he's kind of into it, like, you should have seen him about Western States and Walmsley. Like I sent him some video and my dad talked to me for like a half an hour about how he thought Walmsley was this stand up military man. And my dad really liked him. My dad's this traditional guy. And, and it was so funny. And then we tracked him. Like when I got home from the race, like who cares about the race I did? We got to find out what's going on with Jim Walmsley. And, um, so we tracked him and then the next morning I just remember going down to breakfast and I was like, dad, he didn't finish. And my dad, the look on his face was like, what? (laughs) It was the funniest thing. And so, um, it's just, it's been really great. Like I, cause I feel like I can talk to them about it more often, whereas before they didn't get it or they thought it was just something like silly or like, why would people do that? Um, and so I'm actually like thinking about, like, I think my dad would be good on a crew if I ever needed one. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, trying to, like, poke his poke, poke it in the ear to get dad on the crew. Yeah, I think what's interesting with parents, like, they... I've heard stories of, you know, parents, like, 
not liking seeing their kids hurting or suffering and wanting to help them at an aid station rather than like kick them in the butt and get them out. And then I've heard the other side, which is like, I know what, I know what they're capable of. They can do this, get going. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really, it'll be really, especially cause now if they're into it, he knows your history. He knows like my daughter can win races. Mm-hmm. My daughter is not like the kind of person that is going to stop just because things hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it could turn out to be a really cool thing for you. Yeah. And I just feel like he just would like, he'd be on it. Like if my dad gets into something, he'll like do it real good. Real well. That's great English. <laughs> That's um, all right. He'll do it real and, good. <laughs> and so I feel like if he like got into it and then like researched some stuff, just watched a little bit, like he would know, like just know, like once she gets here, get her pack off, like or like refill the bottle, like just anything. And it was funny because I actually like stopped at their house on my way here last night to Valone's house and uh, just to say hello. My dad was, you know, just chilling in the pool after a long day at work. And uh, I was like talking to him about this and he's like so I would be there like his face is funny I would be there to give you moral support and hand you things like it didn't so I was like yes and but it'd be great dad you'd love it because my dad's a talker too like he can especially about his kids like so while he's waiting for you like yeah if he was especially at green lakes that's why i think it'd be great like like because it's a loop so like he could just stay at that aid station and then when i come through hand me a couple things i'll be on my way and then he can just talk to the people Mm -hmm. like i the first race that he actually came to was gorgeous this past weekend like the first race that i've ever done that my dad came to well they came to syracuse like two weeks ago two week two years ago to watch my sister and i was there so but um and just like at the finish line he's like i really enjoyed that he was just talking to people and like he's like and everybody loves you and it's like (laughs) well i don't see why i'm moving back um and so yeah i was just like it then it was peaked in my mind like he might like this he wonder if he would end up being a dad with like the checklists and the split times like dobbin's dad yeah that's how i heard he is (laughs) yeah well he knows exactly like that he knows exactly what he needs to eat and everything Mm -hmm. but he could have that checklist and he could be like okay the pack the water the goose the gel you know like get it all going you could have uh, who knows you know my dad's pretty good about that stuff. So the only thing is, is like his slow season is during the winter. And so I don't race very much during the because I hate the cold. So like it would be ideal if like I could find like something to do in the winter because then he'd be like on it, you know, because he has more time. Well, like now it's out, just. You could fly out to San Francisco every, yeah, every yeah, winter. My dad, my dad doesn't do travel. Oh. But like, um, so when I mentioned to you in JFK, I was like, so dad, I'm thinking like a big race is going to be JFK. It's like. And, and I'd want you to go, you know, if you, if you, this is something you'd want to go to. And he's like, when is it? I was like, oh, it's November 18th. He's like, ooh, that's harvesting season. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but, oh, he's like, and so he's like, I'll think about it. But that's, that's harvesting, Ellie. And I was like, I know, dad, I just, I'm sorry. He's what a is farmer. He? He's a farmer. Yeah. He owns like a big farm and he does like really well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I understand it's like really important. And so I completely get it. But I was like, mm, you might. You might want to come. You might. I mean, it's just one day. Yeah. It's just one day. Well, I'll, no, it would be a couple days. I'll be but. done really fast. I <laughs> <Yes>. promise. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, it's a, so the gorgeous Ithaca half was like really, really painful. But the last mile, I was like, my dad's at the finish line. It's Father's Day tomorrow. I just got to go. <laughs> but that was fun. <laughs> what a Father's Day gift. Yeah, I know. know. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. My, I was saying my, my mom's first, um, 
experience with races was at Sega Honda two two years ago, and she basically like showed up and I gave her a volunteer because I was like, here's the, here's the thing you could do, you could ride to the race with me, you could volunteer at Aid Station One and you know see me, and then like you when Aid Station One is closed. You can like go to the finish line, you know, after that. And she ended up going like down the line to all the finish line, all the aid stations and just like, well, they said they needed help at two. So I went to two and then they said they needed help at three. So I went to three, you know, and three is like where the relays are. And I was like, you were at aid station three. She goes, those people are crazy. There's people everywhere, you know, and she's like, I thought you said the trails were quiet. And I'm like, the trails are, you yeah. know, aid stations at ultras are busy. And yeah, because it's a buffet. You just yeah. want to stay there exactly and, hard to leave the but she had she had a lot of fun afterwards and you know that's still um for the past three years she shares that facebook memory every time it pops up you know like there it is again <laughs> no. yeah i mean i feel like it could be something that papa bear pal would get into and so we'll see we'll see i mean i did just start this so it yeah. might be a few years yeah but, work them know, in slowly yeah because i didn't want to be like first race you come to should be an ultra because that's boring like let's be honest yeah. unless you're like helping out the whole race like coming to watch and like that's mm-hmm. kind of boring but like so the half he was good at like he got there and it's so i'm, I'm thinking i could I and could i get think there. i think green lakes would be good because like you said it's loops with jfk like if he's gonna try to chase you down the at type of thing like mm-hmm. that could be weird but you know yeah but we'll see yeah. i mean Yeehaw. Yeah, I opened the door, so I piqued the interest. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe tomorrow he'll be like, so I have a spreadsheet, and I'll be like, oh, great, Dad. <laughs> yeah, check, check, check. Yeah. Put it in the boxes. Hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. My sister also runs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What does she do? Not, uh, she's not, she doesn't do ultras. She does, like, halves. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she ran, she's run Skunk a couple times, once or twice. She's run... The Syracuse half, she did a rock and roll, like, yeah, so she's done a couple halves, so she's she's a pretty good runner. And she's older than you? No, she is younger than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they went to the Syracuse half to watch your younger sister. Yeah, well, race. they drove her there. See, she's smart. She brings someone to drive her home. Like, that's what I need. <laughs> like, really, someone yeah. to drive me home. You drove home after many on the jet. Yeah, that was painful. Well, oh. that's why I couldn't see you finish. Is because my legs were starting to seize. Yeah. And when that happens, like, I am afraid I'm going to get into an accident. Like, yeah, and it also took me driving, all like... day, you know, so... So yeah, um, I drive. I drove home. I drive home after every race, and so sometimes I'm like, it'd be nice to have someone just here to drive me home. Yeah, I don't love the driving home after races. No. I just don't. Um, most of the time, I'll stay like overnight just because, or I'll drive home with somebody. Just mm-hmm. you know, there's there's ultra driving. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like. yeah. So she had them basically like come. Basically, it was in the winter, so my dad wasn't planting. Um, and then my mom probably wanted to shop or something in Syracuse. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, they came and they, she was lucky. They got, she drove, they drove her home. And I was like, <laughs> wow. you are smart. Yeah. You can learn a few tips from you. Yeah. Cause that was the year that it was like a blizzard. Like, oh, oh that was terrible. Yeah. Sarah, this is the first year Syracuse had reasonable I mean, it was still kind of gross, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like blizzard. It wasn't blizzard. It wasn't yeah. like sideways snow and yeah. Yeah. reasonable so she did that one so whenever she and i like race together it's always terrible like we did this thing called the spring forward distance festival or something some 15k and we got the there one in menden yeah yeah and we got there and it was like it had snowed like two feet so the buses weren't going so we didn't have a shuttle so i remember she and i parked some in some random place i don't i don't know how we found our car and then we like we're like 
oh, we only have like five minutes. Like we, we were like running to the start. As we're like getting to the start, we see the start go. We still have to pick up our bibs. So like we started like five minutes late and it was just like miserable the whole time. And so that was the first one we ran together. And then Syracuse happened. And so we're just is, like, if we run together, it's probably going to snow. Is it because you don't plan well? <laughs> no, it's just we signed up for stuff. And then like, I mean, we weren't expecting two feet of snow. And then, so it took us a lot longer to get there than, because I'm a really cautious driver. So like mm-hmm. it took us just longer to get there than we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. And so. But you yeah. had been there before. You had run the Menden 50K. No, this was like three years ago. Oh. Yeah. Or no, probably two years ago. Because I think it was okay. right before I did Skunk Cabbage. Yeah, I might have ran that. I might have ran that spring forward. Because I, I ran that, I think, 2014. Yeah, yeah, either 2014 or 2015, I think. Yeah, I did, uh, I did like 15 miles before the run and then did the, well, it was like a big training run day, you know, so I I don't, I do not like post-race miles. Ugh. No, me neither. Ugh. It's like, yeah, I save the fast stuff for the end. Like, I because like after the race, everybody's talking, and so it's mm-hmm. like I'd rather stay here and just not and do hang that. out. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're going for six more miles? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no I'm I'll, not. I'll I'll try tomorrow. Yeah, later. <laughs> On my rest day, rest day brags. Yes. I did six miles. Yeah, I really want this shirt, which is totally not what I believe in now, but. It says like, and on the on the seventh day, God did an easy three. <laughs> I was like, that's so true, <laughs> but like it, but it's it's not anymore. But it was for a while. <laughs> Man, that was that was fun getting a chance to both run with Ellie and then record with her immediately after the run. Um, that tour around Rochester was pretty neat as well. Um, so we'll see Ellie again running around Rochester pretty soon, I'm sure. Be sure to check out the episode show notes at runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash 053 for links to some of the topics in the episode, like many on the Jenny, rest day brags, and that Mike Weldon JFK podcast that we mentioned. You can also find links to our Strava run group. Uh, I think it's like 135 members strong right now. Pretty awesome seeing all the miles pile up and all the cool routes that everyone's running. Uh, And find a link to the Patreon page. Thanks again to all of this month's patrons. So grateful. So very grateful. Um, And if you want to chat about this episode with other listeners or simply share your stories, drop a line on the Facebook page or shout at me on Twitter at runinsideout. Though, probably, um, you may or may not find me there. I don't know. We'll see about the Twitters. Also, consider joining our Running Inside Out Slack, where we talk about all manner of things from recent episodes to our latest, greatest run. It's sort of like social media without the media. And boy, we could have some of that, right? If that sounds like your kind of place, check out the Strava group uh, on the sidebar of the website for a link that will get you a Slack invite. Thanks to everyone that has used uh, those previous mentioned methods to send thoughtful notes and encouragements during what has been a very weird summer for both me and the podcast. Honestly, I love summer, but um, uh, but I'm kind of happy to see September, really. Um, thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. 
Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.